It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Welcome to Inner Thought Radio with your host, Woman of the Womb and The Fall Back Up. Welcome yes. back. Welcome to episode eight. Number eight. Episode eight. First yep. episode of the new year. And tonight, Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Tune in. Say that first. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the time with your family, yes. uh, with loved ones. Enjoying the transition mm-hmm. to this next phase, new phase of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, tonight on episode eight, we are going to be discussing dreams yep. and uh, the essence of dreams, the significance of them. Um, more specifically, you know, we always do our three points. Yep. Yep. So tonight. Let me tell them the point. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Point number one we'll be discussing is what are dreams and why do we have them? Yep. So why do we have dreams? We have dreams every night. And how many people actually wake up and say, why Why is this happening? Yeah. Right? So we want to answer that question, and we're going to try to discuss it. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, point number two, how do dreams affect our reality, and how does reality affect our dreams, mm-hmm. vice versa? Yeah. Right? Because they definitely do affect each other. Yeah. All right? Uh, point number three. Interpretations of common messages we receive in our dreams. So we'll be talking about some of the most common dreams people have, mm-hmm. what they mean. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully some people get something else in this episode that they really needed to hear. Yeah. You know? I'm excited. As always. Yes. All right. So to start. Like to start, oh. we're going to start by saying, Anybody listening on PonderBooksAndRadio.com, make sure you call in at 646-668-2189. That number again is 646-668-2189. And make sure to press 1, you know, so that we know you want to speak with us. Yes. Yep. All right. We good now? We Did I forget should. anything? Uh, any announcements? Uh yeah, we got a few. Okay. Well, okay. Let's get all that so, out of the way. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll get to the fun stuff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, as you know, we talked a little bit about this on last week's episode. Um, we have Saturday Night Voices coming up. Yep. Uh, actually, this Saturday, Saturday mm-hmm. the ninth. Um, yep. and that is an open mic show for all artists, poets, uh, singers, musicians, all of that great stuff. Uh, it's an open mic show with a cash prize. Um, in order to register for that, you can go to the website, ponderbooksandradio.com, ponderbooksandradio.com. Let me mm-hmm. clarify that. Yes. Uh, so you can go to the website, scroll down a little bit. You'll see the link for Saturday Night Voices. You can get all the information, you know, all the details and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can fill out the registration form. Uh, so that that's one of the new things we've got coming up. Uh, if you've been following our shows, you also know that this year we will be releasing the Woman of the Womb book series written by Haha, yours truly, yes. which I am very excited about. Uh, yes. I've been working hard on that. So um, book one, the book of Yoni, will be uh, is scheduled to come out um, the end of this month. So you can go online again to ponderbooksandradio.com, mm-hmm. uh, for the pre-order, pre-ordering of that book, as well as, as the other two, uh, the book of cycles and the book of healing. You can get all of those right now for the low, low, uh, ponderbooksandradio.com. Yes. Our sponsor. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Uh, just shout out to our other sponsor, Empath Introvert on 
Twitter yeah. where this all started with yeah. the book Introverts Explained. So you can yeah. also go on ponderbooksandradio.com and get the book Introverts Explained, written yeah. by... Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yes, and, uh, you know, if if you have more questions about that, you can actually check out last week's episode, Mm -hmm. uh, which we did all, you know, all about introverts and empaths, which is a really fun show. Um, So definitely check that out if you have any questions or, you know, blah, 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 inquiries about that stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, let's get into okay, topic let's go. number one. Yes. What are dreams mm-hmm. and why do we have them? Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? How would you like to do this? You, okay, so. so ask, let me ask you, what, okay. what are dreams to you? What are dreams to me? Yeah. Well. Before you get into the scientific deep part of it, what is it like, what is what are dreams to you when you have them? What do you experience? Uh, I, you know what? Personally, I used to I used to have a thing like with dreaming. I didn't like I didn't like going into that realm, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the nature of the dreams that I had, you know, the feelings that I would wake up with. Uh, now, I actually I you know I get excited. I'm like, yes, time to go to bed, have some dreams. For me, uh, I think that um, that that. My dreams are, I don't know, they're filled with a lot of messages that help me make sense of, um, you know, myself internally, mm-hmm. you know, my, my mental state, my spiritual state. Um, I think that I get, I know that I get a lot of messages in my dreams that really help me to figure out uh, quote unquote real life, you know. Yeah. I hate to use that term because I think, you know, the dream life is also a part of real life as well, mm-hmm. um, just on a different level of consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, in a nutshell, that's what I think dreams are. I think it's a, it, is a, it is a realm of our spirit mm-hmm. that allows us to be um, un... With, with, is that, am I saying right? Uninhibited? Untethered? Is that the same word? I don't... I don't think that's the way I look. <laughs> well, down. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know, in real life, in real life, uh, mm. we have a lot of things that that keep us bound. You know, a lot of outside sources, mm-hmm. and when you dream, it's kind of a time for you know for you to be by yourself and allow your your mind, your spirit to be free and to explore things that you might not necessarily be able to during the daytime, during, you know, when you're awake. So that's what dreams are, too. Bless you. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to answer that question? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think dreams are a, I think they're an experience um, that relate that relate to your awake life, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely. I do think that it is a vice versa experience where you're, sleep life is affecting your awake life and your awake life is affecting that world or yeah. that realm. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, when we're awake, we're on a realm or a plane of existence. Yeah. And when we go to sleep, we're on a different realm or a plane of existence mm-hmm. and we just experience it different. And if we don't have any kind of knowledge of that 
plane of existence. We don't know the rules of it. Yeah. So it's harder for us to navigate it. Yeah. And to take it serious and mm-hmm. kind of take it as this imaginary movie. Like, oh, this thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, it just happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I think it's a real, it's the real deal. And we'll discuss that in a second, why I think that. Yeah. You know? That's why I don't want to say it, like, too much because it kind of goes into our conversation. Yeah. 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 So you want to, want to get started? All right. Well, uh, I, you know, when it comes to like studying dreams and stuff, or like researching into that, uh-huh. you see a lot of different complex answers yeah. about what dreams are. It's just like any other topic we discuss, where it's a a lot of points of view yeah. to discuss to sort through before you can come to a consistent conclusion of what dreams really are. Yeah. And mostly because a lot of it, you know, has been picked apart by uh, psychology, psychoanalysts, Mm -hmm. by scientists, you know, who are are trying to study the scientific nature of Mm -hmm. dreams, which is a great start Mm -hmm. uh, because I think, you know, it allows you to to go deeper into the spirituality of dreams and and things like that. but I guess with that being said, you know, when when you look this stuff up, when you start to read into it, you know, you get the answers where it's like, oh, you know, dreams are uh, are about sorting through different things that happen to you during the day, which I think is a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so your mind recalling different events and playing them back at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read something that was very interesting where it was saying that a lot of times our mind actually – plays things back in reverse of how it happened during the day. Yeah. And I was like, wow, well, that's that's really interesting. I mm-hmm. think that allows your uh, subconscious mind to get a different viewpoint of uh, certain things. Um, so that was something I thought was really cool. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, with that being said, you know, I definitely agree with that part, mm-hmm. that it is something you know, where we take in information during the day and at night it allows us to replay it um, in a way that helps, you know, helps our our free mind, our free spirit mm-hmm. to kind of uh, work through hypothetical situations mm-hmm. so that in, you know, in, in real life when you wake up, you're able to, uh, you know, to, to put to put plans into action. Mm-hmm. At least that's something that has happened to me. Like I'll have a feeling from a dream mm-hmm. and then I'll wake up and be like, you know, it's kind of like this, this new thought where it's like, oh, like an aha type of moment. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like it's something that relates directly to this life mm-hmm. or how we are experiencing in this life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, first, to break it down, I kind of want to go over like what you said mm-hmm. about the science thing, the difference between science yeah. In the spirit world and mm-hmm. culture as a whole. Okay. okay. First thing I I would like our listeners to understand about science is that science is the art of discovery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meaning, science never invented anything. Science never created anything. They only have the ability to discover things that already exist. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. Yeah. Let me talk to, about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So anything science can offer in the ter- in the conversation about dreams does not mean that dreams were not that already before science discovered them. That's why it's 
with all subjects is best to learn your history. Learn where all of these different civilizations and cultures got their points of view mm-hmm. on dreams and spirit and aura and things of that nature first before you start resulting to science because science is doing nothing but rediscovering right. these things that already exist. Now, with that being said, I wanted to say that to say this. In terms of dreams, science has brought to light in a very clear form a lot of things that are already known about dreams. Yes. You know, they allow the normal person to look at dreams in a different light instead of just saying, oh, it's something I I have wrong with me. Because what happened a long time ago in our history is, you know, a lot of churches and stuff like that would look at dreams and say, oh, when you got good dreams, God gave them to you. Mm, yeah. But when you have bad dreams, that's the devil. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Science actually did a study and it proved that 90 or like 85% of dreams are going to be out of a negative nature. It's going to be anxiety, fear, pain. Yeah. There aren't really many happy, joyous dreams like that. That's why as churches a long time ago deemed dreams strictly from the devil. The devil made dreams. Mm. That's what they thought. But, you know, it's really since the mind sorts through a lot of our subconscious things. Yeah. Sigmund Freud yeah. was, was a psychoanalyst, uh, um, yeah. a psychologist, one of the most famous of, of, of them all. Um, his statement about dreams were that they're manifestations of the deep desires and anxieties, pressed memories, and obsessions. Yes, in our unconscious mind. In our unconscious mind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But that's a science term. Right. The Sumerians believe that it is your soul moving out of your body to be with people and places, persons and places in the dream world that really exist to receive omens and prophecies, Mm -hmm. which is saying the same thing in a very, very different light. What I'm noticing from, you know, researching it, uh, soul searching, studying my own dreams and trying to take control of them mm. is that there are two real types of dreams. There's the first type, which is expression, and there's the second type, which is guided. Expression is yeah. more of the scientific form of dreaming, right? Where you got to look at Freud's thing, where it's like manifestation of deep desires and anxieties. That's a scientific term. That's mind, not fully conscious of what's going on, trying to make sense of all these different details which are in your mind already, in your subconscious, right? Yeah. The deepest part of your mind is the subconscious. It goes so deep. The most shallow part is the conscious. The part we're experiencing right now, talking to each other, is a very shallow part of our mind. Right. Right? That's the part where you have the expressive dreams on, okay? That's the regular dreams. Now, another scientific term is REM, which is rapid eye movement, okay? Yeah, like REM sleeping. Yeah. REM sleeping is basically the time period when you are dreaming. Yeah, when so the you brain, think your, your dream time. Yeah. Well, when there the, are different stages of sleep where you experience dreams, mm-hmm. but those are like the most vivid ones that you No, have. that's actually the only time you dream. In REM sleep. REM sleep is the only time you experience a high-fidelity dream that you can remember, you know? The only time you have a dream where you can wake up and say, oh, I dreamed last night. Right. If you're not having REM sleep, then you're not going to remember. Right. And that's why I said you do experience some dreams in other 
in other stages, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, your most vivid ones, like you said, the ones that you remember are above. I'm thinking of it like kind of like a, as a pool of water. When you first go to sleep, you dive in. When yeah. you walk in on the stairs, yeah, on the yeah. stairs you just walk in. Yep. And then you kind of just wave in the water. <laughs> you try and get used to it as you go into sleep. And then when your eyes start moving when you sleep, they call that REM sleep. Right. That's when your brain is at a higher activity. That's you diving into the water mm-hmm. and going deep and deep and deep. And then when you get really deep in the water, when it's dark, deep, dark in the water, <laughs> that's when images start popping out. You're like, whoa, this is an amazing dream. Mm-hmm. That's the first type of dream. It's called expression. The second one is guided, which is more of a lucid dream. So you have rapid eye movement, you have an expressive dream. But when you have a lucid dream, that is you taking control of your dream and, and then saying, wait a minute, I'm in a dream. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that uh, you made that point to kind of differentiate the two because, um, like you said, I think both of those viewpoints are great and they are both true. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and this kind of goes back to the first statement that I made where I was like, you know, a lot of my older dreams were like, uh, you know, ones that I didn't really want to experience or I wake up and be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't like that. Like, that was awful whatever. Mm-hmm. The negative feelings around them. And I think that it takes going through that and exploring your dreams, exploring what are those hidden things, you know, in your subconscious, what are those pressed, repressed uh, emotions and thoughts and feelings and sorting through that in order to gain a clearer mind, a clearer conscience, so that you get to this next level of dreaming where you can, you know, you can experience the spirituality of it. You can experience the lucid dreaming, the control over your dreams and what that realm actually means, where you can receive certain messages from uh, spiritual guides and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But I, I think it, it takes going through that first part that Floyd was talking about mm-hmm. in, in really exploring that in in. Yeah, and understanding yourself more to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's levels to it. I think, you know, from doing that dive into that mental waters, it is the separation between this reality and the next reality. Right. Now, on a science, another scientific term is when they did studies on REM sleep, they realized that that's the highest brain activity. The, the time when you're sleep mind has as much brain activity as your awoke mind, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they noticed that the limbic and the amygdala are activated at this point. We talked about the amygdala like two episodes ago, yes. how it is your emotional memory yes. source, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It's what holds your memory and your fight or flight and all that stuff. So it protects you somewhat from the, but it uses the things you already know to influence what's going on, which proved to scientists that you are actually awake when you're dreaming. Mm. Think about that. Well, yeah. No, hold on. Take a second, everybody. (laughs) Really think about it. You're awake when you're dreaming. Now, I know you're going to say, okay, yeah, you're conscious. No. Just like we're awake right now, you're awake when you're dreaming, which means that's a real-life place. Right. And your body and your mind and everything about you knows this, but it's a different place. Then you wake up, you say, oh, oh, that imaginary place. Right. I was just saying, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. But your body's 
chemistry is reacting to it because it's a real place that can really harm you, that can really help you. Yes. It can really do a lot of things to you, but you have to first understand that it's real. It's a real place, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that makes sense because even, you know, in dreams, you can wake up and, and uh, find your body has responded to whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be having a begin chase and you wake up and your heart is being super fat because yeah. your body is really going through those motions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I just want to remind our callers, if you're calling in right now, um, uh, press 1 if you would like to talk. Mm-hmm. If you're calling in on the line, you can press 1 and then we can click you in and you can uh, join the conversation. But if you haven't called in yet, call 646 668 Two one eight nine. That number again is six four six 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 eight two one eight nine. And we are discussing the topic of dreams. Yes. What are dreams and why do we have them? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to pick up where we left though? Okay. This is where we're going. <laughs> on. All right. We were just talking about the science of dreams, and we were talking about you know the spiritual aspect of dreams. How there are two separate aspects of uh, of the same thing. People use the the first form is called expression. When they go to sleep, we have expressive dreams, which is really just our minds organizing our lives. Mm-hmm. And we're going through a bunch of random stuff. We have people in there who represent other people, places in there that represent other places, and a bunch of emotions that represent other emotions all jumbled in together for us to try to understand them and organize them for our real life. Mm-hmm. And then we have guided dreams, uh, which are more of us taking a control, more of a control of our dreams and remembering better what's going on and starting to realize that this is a real place that we can interact with. You know, with me personally, usually when that happens, I just start flying. I love flying in my dreams. And I've been experiencing that a lot more lately when I just, when I'm in my dreams, I say, oh, I'm dreaming. And I don't care what's going on around me. I just start flying, mm-hmm. you know, and I practice. That's one of the things I practice in my dream because I remember since I was a little kid, I always wanted to, I used to have a dream about flying and I try to go to sleep and try to fly again. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But now I can fly in my dreams and I can control it. And that's one of the things I've learned to control in my dreams. There's actually a science called um, onerology. You know what that is? No. How do you say O-neurology? O-neurology. It's actually O-N-E, like one, I-R-O-N, like iron, and then ology. Okay. You would think it's one ironology, but it's O-neurology, right, which is actually the study of dreams. So if you're an O-neurologist, your profession is studying dreams in the dream world. Now, they have a thing called O-neuronauts. You know, like a... Uh, So that's like the the person... A person that does lucid dreaming is a O-neuronaut. It's called O-neuronautics. Just like flying has a science, just Mm -hmm. like going to space has a science. Going into your dreams consciously is an actual science. Mm. Yep, and they use this science to do things like study the difference between laughing in a dream and laughing in the real world. Studying the diff- studying 
how the mind uses time in a dream by somebody mm-hmm. who's conscious blinking their eyes on the outside while they're dreaming to show, okay, 30 minutes passed. And they tap into that and they study it, which shows and it proves that that is a world that you can manipulate. Yeah. So there's actually a real study on this. It's not just something people are going, oh, how did they come up with that? It's a science. It's a real deal. Well, yeah, you know what? That's why I love movies. And we were talking about this earlier, uh, mm-hmm. the movie Inception, because mm-hmm. that is what that entire movie is based on, you know, the study of dreams and manipulating what happens in that dream world mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff. That's it. You know, for, our, for, for those of you who are listening, if you have not seen that movie or if you have seen it and just watch it like, oh, this movie's cool, I would definitely say to go back and rewatch that movie maybe a couple of times because there's a lot of great things in there, a lot of hidden jewels in there when it comes to mm-hmm. that, you know, the dream world and the spiritual aspects of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you want to go to a song and then uh, we'll come back? Because I have a couple of points, but I want to wait until we get to our next topic to say them. Okay. You want to discuss them on this topic? No, because they kind of go along with, uh, you know, reality and dreams versus reality, stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to hold that. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple things right. to that one. Yeah. 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 All right, so we will uh, we'll be right back.
All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. For those of you just now tuning in, welcome to Episode 8 of Inner Talk Radio. Yes. Tonight we are discussing dreams. Uh, what are dreams and why do we have them? Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll be talking a little bit about dreams, how they affect our reality, and how reality affects our dreams. And we'll also be doing, uh, you know, talking about some interpretations of common messages yep. we see in our dreams um, or we receive in our dreams and what they mean and how we can use those uh, to help us, yep. you know, in, in, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening on PonderBooksAndRadio.com, you can call in by using the number 646-668-2189. That number again is 646-668-2189. And if you are already on the line, make sure to press 1 if you uh, would like to speak live on air, if you have anything to add, any questions. You want to tell us about your dreams? Yes, you yeah. like that. Okay. It's always interesting stuff. It is. All right. So we just got done talking a little bit about dreams, what they are, uh, why we have them, how we experience them. Uh-huh. Uh, right now we're going to go a little bit more into dreams and how they affect our reality and how our reality affects our dreams, right? Okay. So uh, you said something earlier. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but it, was, it led me to this thought. Mm-hmm where I was like, oh, this is really interesting, right? And uh, in terms of, like, reality, oh, you were talk- it was something when you were talking about flying in your dream mm-hmm. and how you were like, oh, man, you know, I realized I could do this, I can go and I can control it, yada, mm-hmm. yada, right? So one thing that I realized uh, is that our real, our so-called real life, what we experience when we are awake yeah. is mostly created by outside sources, things that we take in, you know, by our senses, things we can see, things we can touch, things we can feel, all those great things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our dreams, that is something that is created from the inside. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, real life is, okay, that's a whole other topic, <laughs> because real life is as well. But, you know, our dreams is something that is manifested from inside, from our thoughts, from our emotions and feelings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to how does how do our how does reality affect our dreams, uh, I think, you know, the things that we take in, the things that uh you know that we see, that we pay attention to, that we look at, that we focus on, mm-hmm. you know, when it when it is time for us to go into that dream realm, yeah. we now have, you know, we have all of those things inside of us. Uh-huh. So when we are on that other side, now all of those things are coming out. And so whatever it is that you do on this side is going to directly affect how your dream works, how they flow. It is called dream incubation. Yes. And that that doesn't just work with dreams. It works with um, the conscious mind itself. It just works with consciousness. Um, It is actually how people implant thoughts into people's heads. It's like what you just said, actually. You said the thing we focus on, right? Yes. But really the main thing that pops up in your dreams or in your life 
that you take in consciously are the things you do not focus on. That makes sense. The fact is how magic works. Mm. True story. Yeah. How people hypnotize you. It's the art of giving you suggestions. Okay? It's like focus on my right hand and then I hold something in my left hand and your subconscious mind is, is really picking it up. Yeah. So when you display your actions or display your dreams, you're really focusing on the things you didn't pay attention to. So your mm-hmm. mind starts organizing these things and putting them all together. It's called dream incubation. It's the practice of implanting suggestions into your consciousness or into your dreams. The Egyptians used this method to receive oracles from God, as they called it. It's called dream incubation. Yep. <laughs> what are you saying? Okay. I lost my other thought. You were saying how we take in things on a day, yes. daily that influence us on the inside because right now we're talking about how okay. dreams affect reality and how reality affects dreams. Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I don't know. It'll come back to me in a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more about dream incubation and what that is. Since we are talking about how dreams affect our reality, mm-hmm. uh, there is an actual practice in orientotics, um for people to, before they go to sleep, if you want to find out something about your life, before you go to sleep, first thing you have to do is this. You have to... And uh, Edgar Casey wrote a, a little bit about this as well. If, for our callers who don't know Edgar Casey is, Edgar Casey is the gentleman who used his dreams to predict a lot of future events, a lot of healing of, uh, events. He, had, mm-hmm. he did over 20,000 correct predictions from dreaming. His wife would sit over him asking questions about the future, about the past, about people, and he would answer all of them correctly. He has libraries of books of predictions that are right. His name is Edgar, and he said, before you go to sleep, you should first tell yourself, I'm going to remember my dreams. Yes. You have to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this. When I wake up, I'm going to know what I dreamed about. Right? You got to keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. Keep telling your mind that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to give yourself suggestions, right? Suggestions. Uh, okay, go ahead. what you want to pick up on your dream. Like if you're okay. trying to figure out something about your family, you know, you could look at a picture mm-hmm. of your family, you could look at this, you could look at that. You're putting you're putting these cues into your mind and so you're flooding your mind and then you're saying it out loud before yeah. you sleep. And I want answers to this and I need answers to that. You're incubating your dreams so that when you dream you go to sleep at night, your dream is about that. You ever uh, fell asleep watching TV mm-hmm. or fell asleep on the phone and then the person you're on the phone with is in your dream now mm-hmm. or the thing you're watching on TV is in your dream but now it's mixed up with a bunch of stuff that and happens in your stuff, life yeah. and this and that? Mm-hmm. It's because you're incubating your dreams with all of these little subtle cues of things, like we said, that you didn't pay attention to. I think I think that it works with both, though. I think it works with the things you do pay attention to, but also with the things you don't pay attention to in order to bridge those two pieces of your consciousness mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the ultimate goal is. Yeah. yeah. That is called dream incorporation. Hmm. 
And I didn't know you were going to say any of these terms before. I know you did. So I knew it was going to come all together because yeah. this is what dreams make. Is what makes up dreams. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. It's, this is not just what makes up dreams, though. Right. You know, these are the things that make up your consciousness. Right. You can incubate the consciousness. You can incorporate things into your consciousness. Yeah. And you can connect with other people through conscious activity. Right. That's called arianautics. We talked about this. Yeah. Which is the ability to control or to travel within your own dreams mm-hmm. or the dreams of others. Arianautics. Yes. That have you experienced that? that? <laughs> I, I, I know I, you have. Yeah. Like yeah. sharing dreams. Share dreams. Yeah. That's what that is. It's called dream telepathy. Mm-hmm. It is the art. Well, I've done it without knowing that I was doing that. Not yeah. Until, you know, until afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Correct. But it, it, it exists, you know, and until you experience these things, you listen to it and you say, what? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember my dreams. Really because you're not trying to. Yeah. Well, that and and uh, other things which kind of ties into how our reality affects dreams. And not just like, oh, the things we do or whatever. Well, yes, but not just like our experience, but actual literal things that we do to our body in reality affect the way that we dream. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that, or, or if we remember our dreams or not, mm-hmm. there are things that we do to our physical selves that, that destroy that ability. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Edgar Casey also said on that point that if your dreams are illogical, there are three reasons that are possible. And please, everybody, go look up Edgar Case. That's a very important thing. Person, not to know just because of dreams, but just because of the time we live in now. Yeah. You know, his name's Edgar Case. We talk a little bit about I talk about Edgar Case all the time because that's something people need to really wake up to. People need to understand that he existed, for one, and what he did, everybody can do. And you see it all over religion, you see it all over science, you see it all over everything. Because a lot of the things that we have in science today, we got directly from him. Like, literally, he went to sleep and told us how to cure a lot of the diseases that are cured now. He did that. And people don't take it serious because they don't want you to take these type of things serious. And it's about time that you start taking them serious for the betterment of yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct. But one of the things she says, if your dreams are illogical, there are three reasons. Number one, only the fragments of the dream have been only only fragments of the dream have been recalled. Mm-hmm. Right? Number so two remember in the, pieces, yep, pieces. the dream is reflecting something illogical in the dreamer's life. So whatever the dream is reflecting is not a logical thing to be happening in the life, so your dream is gonna come out illogical. Uh and number three, is mental blocks have erased your recall, mental blocks being things like consumption of drugs. Alcohol, tobacco, yeah, yeah, yeah things, all those things. Mind-altering substances. Yes. Because what these things do is they take away your natural ability to use your pineal gland yes. to do these things. Yes, because your pineal gland, I mean, it's responsible for a lot of things. You know, when you look into that and the research of different ancient cultures and stuff, that's what they call the seat of the soul. Yeah. But when it comes to sleep, your pineal gland is responsible for uh, secreting something called uh, melatonin, right? Yeah. Because that helps uh, with 
with the production of your dreams, with the lucid dreams, yep. things your like Your pineal that. gland actually controls your. So I gotta hold up. I don't want to say that yet. We'll say that later. Yeah. But it controls the rhythm in which you dream. Yeah. It controls your pineal gland is what makes right. you dream. So with that being said, kind of going back to my original statement, that when you when this part of your brain is calcified or mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. mental block yeah. that you have, one that's going first that's going to really determine the nature of your dream mm-hmm. and on what level you're dreaming. Kind of going back to what we spoke on earlier when you're talking about Sigmund Freud and him discussing the repressed part of your dreams, the ugly hidden emotions, anxieties, and stuff like that. When your pineal gland is calcified, you you tend to have more dreams of that nature. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because really what that is, is that is just saying that there is a toxicity in your body when you have a calcified pineal gland. Mm -hmm. So your dreams are going to reflect that because Mm -hmm. that is what your internal state is. And yeah. as I said, your internal environment is what creates your dreams. Yeah. Okay. So... That is the mental blocks that right. erase your recall. Right. When you wake up, you're thinking, ah, oh, man, I can't remember. I remember it in pieces. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the way dreams are. No, not, it's not no, supposed to be. Not the, your dreams yeah. are supposed to be very vivid expressions of life itself. Right. Or omens. Uh but you can't get those until you clear up all those different things that are in your life first. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about some of those things that contribute? I mean, I think it's a good time to kind of mention some of those things that contribute a little bit to the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we want to get really, really deep about that, first <laughs> of all, you have to understand and do your research on it yourself. Yeah. I want to say that first, okay, before I say anything, right? So your pineal gland, just by just the fact that we have one and the fact of what it does lets us know that we are more than an earthly being. Yes. And not just us. Every animal on this earth that lives on the earth is also made to be in space. It's also made to be on different planets but it's also made to experience multiple dimensions of existence at the same time. Right. That's what that is actually used for. It's being decalcified because if everybody had a uncalcified pineal gland, we would be so powerful. Yeah. We'd be on another level of consciousness. Right. We wouldn't be worried about power. We'd be a lot more peaceful. Yeah. But we would not need or depend on normal world things. Yeah. Right. So the things that decalcify it, everything is a fact. Right. Throughout time, when the first humans were made, they were very dark-skinned. They were green-skinned, in fact. Yeah. Because their pineal glands were very big. Yeah. And they pumped a lot of melatonin, which interacts with your melocytes, which creates your melanin, which gives you pigment in your body. Right? So over time, everybody's pigment declined, not just the albino or the Caucasian or things of that nature, but also us. Mm-hmm. We rusted a little bit. We came brown instead of green. Yeah. Over time, over a lot of years, people look at Egypt and say, oh, that was a long time ago. That was like the beginning of our history. That wasn't even the beginning of our history. Right. We went back farther than that. The first thing that, that decalcified us is air. Okay? Oxygen actually decalcifies the pineapple. 
which is something that most people do not know. Yes. Yes. And it increases every year because of the toxicity of the oxygen that we breathe. Mm-hmm. Of course, alcohol is a very toxic thing. Any food with a high toxicity level that is not alkaline, you got to start looking into your food and start eating more alkalized food because uh, a body that is fully alkaline disease cannot live in that body, which means it won't be, your pineal gland will grow instead of get decalcified. Smoking, any type of smokes, people really need to understand that there is no type of good smoke. It doesn't exist. Yeah, you're... Marijuana increases the hallucinations or the ability to control that part of yourself. So you are experiencing a DMT boost, and you are experiencing a reality shift, and you're controlling a spiritual part of yourself, but only when intoxicated. Right. When you're and not, the whole purpose is to be able to just do that to on do your that own. on your own. Yeah. You have to be supposed to because your that. body is fully capable of doing those things yeah. without extra. And what's happening is your pineal gland likes doing it, so it becomes dependent on these things. Yeah, I mean, because well, in really, well, that's a whole other topic. But since no, you mentioned not, it, yeah, right. So, and that's what I was going to say. Because, yeah, and especially when it comes to melanin. And not just, you know, weed, but a lot of addictive substances. People, and you notice this, you know, people with uh, who are melanated mm-hmm. have a higher uh, rate of addictions because these because the substances bind to mm-hmm. the melanin in our body. Yeah, melanin does not let anything out. It absorbs right. everything, yes. including sound. Because melanin right. is not just something that's in your skin. It's not just something that's in your pigment. It's in every organ. It's in your it's, heart. Yeah, it's in everything. In your brain. Yeah. Yeah, it makes up all of that. Right. Your, so, eye, your eyes. Yes. But not just with that, because those, you know, those aren't the only things, but uh, fluoride, things like calcium, mm-hmm. you know, the all of you yes. use and the water you drink. Yes. And with uh, the interesting thing about calcium, though, because where do you hear that all the time? Oh, drink milk. What is it? Calcium for your body. Calcium for your bones. Yeah. It's actually not good for you. Mm-hmm. Calcium is not just is not just in milk, but also in your processed foods. Calcium, when combined with high uh, dosages of magnesium, mm-hmm. they well, first of all, calcium on its own is something that can clog your arteries as well as calcify your pineal gland. I mean, listen to the word, calcium, calcify, right? So if you don't see that correlation right there, then I don't know what to say. But going back to the thing when combined with magnesium, that's also something that attacks your bone, which is where you get arthritis from, osteoporosis from. People don't know these things. And the reason why we're talking about that is because we started discussing the pineal gland, the calcification of that, and how that, you know, helps you to control your dreams, but it's not just, it's not, it's not something that just affects your, your dream world because the pineal gland is also responsible for the same thing, the same ability that you have in your dreams in terms of creating the environment that you're in Mm -hmm. is the same thing that you can do in real life. Your pineal gland controls that both on that realm and on this realm. And you said something earlier that kind of brought me to that thought where it's like, I think that's the whole point of dreams. I think your dreams are meant to awaken you to your 
true self into the full potential that you have as a spiritual being, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like I said, that same power that you have in the dream world is the same power that you have in this world right here. Yeah. And by and because, which leads me back to the other point when I was like, you know, our, our real world is shaped by a lot of external things. In this physical world, you know, we are bound by a lot of things. We're bound by this physical body. The spirit inside of us is bound by this physical body, okay? Mm-hmm. We have restrictions on everything. We've got boundaries on states, boundaries on countries. Everything is, oh, no, don't do this. You're in a box. You're this or you're that, mm-hmm. you know? When you're, in, when you're in that other realm, when you're dreaming, you are not inhibited by any of those things. That's why you can do things like fly. That's why you can really whatever you choose to do in your dream, you can do it. Yes. Because that world, that realm is not influenced by any of the restrictions that we have here. Yeah. And so the more that you're able to tap into that power on that side, that's when you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, that that was real. That was something that was real. I can do that in real life. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I had a dream that I could fly. Mm-hmm. And I remember waking up. And it felt so real in my body. Like, I was frustrated because I woke up and I was like, I know I can do I know I can fly. But this body is preventing me from doing that. But I, it seemed like a crazy thought. But just that feeling of being able to do that in my dream and being able to control that. And it was really one of the first few dreams that I had that I was like, oh, wow. This is I can control what's happening in mm-hmm. here. I can control what's going on in this world. And so waking up, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can fly. Like, I know I was flying. I mm-hmm. felt it. I woke up, my arms felt, my arms and legs. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But either way, I, I think, you know, once you go beyond the the psychology and the science of what dreams are and the whole breakdown of of that, I think in its simplest form what that is meant to do is really awaken you to the true power of that spiritual person that lives inside Mm -hmm. of your body and how to use that to control what's going on. Do you think about the astral plane? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You said what do I think about it? Yeah, the astral astral plane. plane. What do you mean? What do I think about it? Do I think it's real? (laughs) Astral plane is a real place where people live, you know, spirits, souls. I do. Yeah? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Akasha record? Akashic record? Yes. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Yeah. Of, like, you know, your past lifetimes Mm -hmm. and things. Yes. If you really research a lot of cultures, they all come back to the Akashic records. Yeah. When When they talk about dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, science is all discovery, so it's all expression. You know, they're all, only going to tell you about expression, what it means to you, and mm-hmm. how it makes you feel, and what yada yada yada. Right. But all cultures are going to bring you back to the facts or the thought process of there is this mass place with no time. It already happened. Everything in it has happened, but it is life itself and one big record of light. When you're going to sleep, you're going to experience this big record of light, and you're bringing back things from this place mm-hmm. called the Akashic Records. Edgar Casey is famous for saying that's where he got all of his predictions. When people ask him questions, he said he just checked the record, mm-hmm. came back down, and was like, hey, you need the to go to the hospital. You need to do this. 
your grandma was in your dream telling you this because of that. Mm-hmm. And he would tell everybody he's so accurate because these records that exist, the Indians mm-hmm. use these records to predict the white man's occurrence. <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah. You know, a lot of ancient civilizations use these records to the Aztecs, the Mayans, they predicted their own downfall by using these records. Mm-hmm. So you have to really start taking dreams a lot more serious when you start realizing that they not only affect this world, but they are this world. Yeah. You're thinking about it. Like yeah. That. And uh, anybody calling in at 646-668-2189, if you're calling in 646-668-2189, press the number one on your keypad if you would like to, you know, discuss the dream you have, discuss dreams. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh. With that being said, we're going to the next song, and uh, we will be back shortly.
Welcome back to Inner Thought Radio with your host, Woman of the Womb, and the Fall Back Up. Yes, welcome back tonight. We are live uh, with episode eight of Inner Thought Radio. Yes. We are discussing dreams. Mm-hmm. What are they? Why do we have them? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about how dreams affect our reality and how reality affects our dreams. And we are also going to be uh, discussing some interpretations of different messages, common messages, you yep. know, that people receive in their dreams. Uh-huh. Uh, if you were just now tuning in, make sh- well, if you're tuning in on the website, ponderbooksandradio.com, and you would like to call in and join in on the conversation, the number is 646-668-2189. Again, that is 646-668-2189. Yes. Mm-hmm. And make sure to press 1 if you would uh, like to speak live on air. Yep. Uh, so, you know, we just got done talking about dreams, uh, the pineal gland, yep. how the pineal gland is responsible for uh, pumping melatonin during, you know, the time that we are sleeping that helps mm-hmm. to regulate our dreams and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about the calcification. Cicidian, that's it. Cicidian rhythm. That's what it's called? I believe so. Don't quote me on that one either. Let me figure it out. <laughs> Look that up. Yeah, Look that up. Cross-reference. Cross-reference. Yeah. Make sure we can tell people the wrong thing. Okay, so yeah. Circadian. Circadian. Yeah, let me make sure. Yep. Circadian. Circadian rhythm are the physical, mental, and behavioral changes that you go through in a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. But when you sleep, your pineal gland is pumping melatonin yes. from 7 uh, p.m. at night to 9 a.m. in the morning. Yes, that's and this when is the time the period is pumping that so that you can go into a dream world. Yes. Yes. Yeah, your consciousness can delve into that. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the pineal gland, the calcification and decalcification of the pineal gland, which not only helps you to control your dreams, but mm-hmm. also your ability to manifest things uh, into, into, life. Yeah, into life, into this physical uh, realm that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, you like to take a caller? Yes. We have a caller on the line. Jay from Missouri. Hey, Jay, are you with us? Yes, how are you doing? We are doing great. How are you? I'm doing very good, very good. Can't good. Complain. good to have you back with us this week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, I was just uh, want to bring up a couple of dreams. Uh, I don't know if, if it's because of, like, the energy we're in, entering with, like, Mercury retrograde and all of that, but... Uh, uh-huh. I've actually been having some uh, like crazy dreams lately. Like I, it was like uh, a couple of days ago. I had uh, I really haven't been sleeping. I just been like laying there. You know, you just lay there and it's like your your mind is just going crazy, but you know you're not asleep. It's just like mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah. I had uh, a crazy dream. Uh, I was talking about. Uh, I called you guys in last week and I was telling you guys about uh, how I have all these extroverted friends and all that and I had to figure out some something to do with it and just telling you guys all about mm-hmm. that. I don't know if you remember. But uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, had a yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I had a, a crazy dream. I was uh in a car with all my friends were just driving and all that. And they was just driving and then we we're on a bridge and it was like this gate in front of us and we just like I yelled and I was like, Hey slow down and then like we hit the gate. Then like we just start like sliding off the bridge slowly. And then like it was like 
it was real, and I felt it, and I, like, felt one of my friends say, just hold your breath, and then, like, it was just weird, and I woke up, like, what should I do? Yeah, I got to cut these people off, and then, and it was just like real. It was real, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I'm drowning. I gotta got let go." But that was kind of surreal uh, for me. Okay, okay, <laughs> I like you. Know, <laughs> I'm glad you know that you called in and brought that up. Um, yeah. Because one of the things I was actually going to mention when we got into you know the topic of dream interpretations and things like that. Uh, driving is something that comes up a lot mm-hmm. in people's dreams. Yeah, um, it's so real. Me- yes. And usually, you know, well, the vehicle really, in, in just in real life, the vehicle is is the representation of the human body, okay? Okay. In um, your life path, the journey. I never knew that. Yes, it, you definitely look into that. But the the vehicle, I mean, even just in its in its uh, structure, the way that it's built is like yes. a human body. You know, the engine is the heart. Uh-huh. Okay, the the driver, you being the driver of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, the person who is in control. That is, you know, that that is what the vehicle means in real life, and also in your dreams. So when you yeah. have dreams about driving, uh taking note of that who is the driver right you uh-huh. said your friend was your friend was the driver in the dream correct yeah and i was i was in the back seat right okay yeah. so you were in the back seat relating this yep. back to our last show and you were saying you know your introverted friends and being out with them and uh you know like i correct me if i'm wrong but them kind of like making decisions like oh man you know we should go do this yeah. we should go do that and you feeling more reserved on the back about burner yeah, so you see how that kind of that that thought that you're already having in real life is playing out in your dream. Like, oh man, I'm not even in control of the things that I really want to do, the places that I really want to go. You know, that and make that with, makes a lot of sense. Right, and so you're from the back. Okay, go ahead. Then you got to revert it. First of all, you got to revert it from the vehicle yes. into the amount of control the vehicle has. Yes. It shows the control you feel you have over, over the that situation. situation. So you're sliding off this bridge and you're about to drown, correct? Right. Yes. So yeah, that's, yeah. Drowning, drowning actually depicts a fear of being overwhelmed yes. by difficult emotions or anxieties. Mm-hmm. So you're allowing your friends drown you in these anxieties mm-hmm. and you feel like you do not have any control over it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like what it was, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of, I just interpreted it like I kind of, I didn't like look at it as the car being like a person. I interpreted that like something mm-hmm. bad was going to happen with these people, and I was just like, maybe yeah. it isn't the right, right way. But yeah, but you know what? Yeah. When, you re- when you really think about it, or you really, you really um, view it as an interpretation, it doesn't really necessarily mean that something bad will happen to them. It really means more that you feel something bad is going to happen in that situation, or really just the way you feel when you're around them. Not yeah. necessarily that something bad is going to happen to them, because you know our dreams don't always represent that. But the energy that you feel when you're with them, it doesn't resonate. With, you know, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel like you're drowning in anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's bad exactly on point. That is true. 
Yeah. yeah, I just yeah yeah I I had to clear that up. You, thank, thank, yeah, that was, that was on point for sure. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's a new year, so I, I yeah, hope I ain't had yeah. any more dreams like that. I've been sleeping good since I had that one and figured out mm-hmm. what I should do. But yeah, put it into a lot of perspective. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you yeah. for uh, no for problem. sharing that with us. Okay, and you have a good night, yeah. Jay. I will thank you. All right. Wow. Jay from Missouri always has good, good stuff to add to the conversation. Yeah, that's a good guy right there. If anybody else wants to call in, uh, use the calling number six four six 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 eight two one eight nine. That number again is six four six 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 eight two one eight nine. Remember to press the number one if you would like to add yourself to the conversation. Yes. Okay. Uh, So you want to go into some common. Um, I think that was a good segue into what we're about to discuss. Some of the most common um, dreams that people have and their meanings. Actually, you know, the driving one that he said is one one of of the the most common. The drowning one is also those. Yeah, water. Not just drowning, but water in general. Water, yeah. Because, uh, you know, when it comes to water, Mm-hmm. That that is usually a representation of our emotion, also our unconscious mind, yeah. which we talked about when we uh, were discussing alchemy, mm-hmm. spiritual alchemy. You know, the unconscious mind and diving into those waters. So, in terms of your dreams, mm-hmm. when you have those kind of dreams, the important thing to look at is the uh, the quality of the water. What the water mm-hmm. looks like in your dream. You know, is it cloudy? Is it clear? Is it you know you got a lot of waves going on? Is it you know, the serene, is it beautiful, warm, cold, whatever the sensations that you get from that. And that can provide a lot of insight, you know, to your emotional state, how you're dealing with them, things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that was a good one. Those are two of the top ones. All in one dream. Yep. And that happens a lot. You know, you got to really look at all the aspects of your dream and pay attention mm-hmm. Because most dreams are not one thing. Yeah. You're not just having a right. good ride down the road, right. you know, on your dream. Something usually happens yeah. after that, you know. Right. Uh, with driving, which is another one. Well, let's, let me start from number one, okay? The number one dream that most people have is the dream of falling, mm-hmm. okay? You go to sleep, and, you know, you can either see a cliff or... You could just be falling. Yeah. You know, you get that jolt. That jolt. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what it is. It's just the feeling of falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to sleep and you feel like you're falling, you're actually, uh, okay, feeling yourself falling while you are dreaming means that you're trying to hold on to a situation too tightly in your real life, but you don't have to. If that is so, you should let go of the situation or really the control of it, mm-hmm. you know, Letting go of control in your life situation is very healthy to do. It's not saying you're letting go of the situation or the person or the place or the job or whatever. You're letting go of the outcome, and you're allowing it the need to control the outcome, and you're letting it flow in your life, and your dreams will tell you this, that you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It needs to happen. Yeah. And I like the point that you made when you were like, you know, you have to pay attention to all the different aspects because – Sometimes your dream will tell you, well, what, it, what is it that I'm holding on to? Because sometimes we don't know. Sometimes yep. we're holding on to certain things and we don't even realize that we are. Mm-hmm. So looking at other 
clues and stuff like that in your dreams will help you as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the main reasons why I like talking about them. When I can remember them, yeah. you know, I either write them down or have mm-hmm. a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah, because especially when you say it out loud, when you go back and you speak it, then you're able to even say to yourself, oh, my goodness, that's what that meant. I get it, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think it's important for a lot of people, our, our listeners and everybody else, to really realize that when you have dreams, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to, when you wake up, that these things are bad. Yeah. You know, you can have, a, a lot of people have the dream of somebody cheating on them or, you know, a friend stealing something from them. And they wake up like, oh, I don't trust that person anymore. And that's not really what it means. It's really pinpointing your anxiety about that. So you can acknowledge it and get past yes. it. Now, you can really say, okay, is this something serious or not? But it's not something, don't start become the person that takes the dream world and and let it affect your reality so much yeah. you start destroying your reality because of the dreams that you have. Yeah. I think another thing that's also important when it comes to that is, uh, you know, while our dreams do also show us things about other people, mm-hmm. remember I said your dreams are also a manifestation of things that you have internally. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you see other people in your dreams or you see other situations, yes, it is definitely saying something about them, but one thing that you have to ask yourself is, what is this revealing to me about myself? Mm-hmm. Because any anything or any person you have in your life or the people that are around you are always some sort of reflection of who you are. So your dreams are also going to show that to you as well. So it's not always, oh, my goodness, this is a bad thing, or, you know, my friend did this to me in my dream. Oh, I'm going to wake up and be looking at them crazy. But also you can say to yourself, well, what is this revealing about me through my friend in my dream? I think yes. that's another important way yes, to it's always, it's, I mean, we're the ones experiencing the dream, so it's always something about us. And we right. have to really remember that before we dish out blame right. uh, to other parties. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that was the first one, That's falling. falling. Mm-hmm. Number two, complete opposite, or really kind of the same thing. Flying. Flying, yeah. right? And I was just saying this earlier about flying and, you know, doing research. It makes so much sense to me. When you when you start, a lot of people, when they realize they're in a dream and they consciously inside the dream say, wait a minute, this is a dream. Mm-hmm. It becomes a conscious experience. It becomes a lucid dream at that point. And then you can start control it, controlling it. But the number one thing most people do when they have this experience is they start flying. That's what I do. And when I'm falling. I can't lie. I've been flying all week. <laughs> yeah. I've been going to sleep and been saying, oh, this is a dream. Because before I go to sleep, I, I'm i like you now. I look forward to my dream. Right. I say, oh, I'm about to dream. This is going to be a good dream. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get into the dream, and it's always like a, a some kind of cue that says, that's not real or that's not right. Things don't really happen like that. I'm going to fly now. Mm-hmm. And then I just started flying, and I tried to teach the people around me to fly. That's like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. But number two is uh, flying. Uh, if you are flying in your dreams, then it means that you have been li- you're liberating yourself of things that Ooh, have been crazy. weighing you down. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of uh, dreams are about anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, like dream Jay just told us about, you know, it's not anxiety, it's about life. A lot of dreams you, you know, you tell me about. It's a lot of mostly a lot of anxieties mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. but when you realize it, you know, like I see things in my dreams that are kind of like, like, whoa, that's weird, or I don't want to see that, and then I'm like, oh, this is a dream. I'm going to fly now, so I don't have to see it, and I really do feel liberated when I'm when it's happening. So when you fly in dreams, it's a liberation, uh, 
And also you have to pay attention to the control of how you fly, how how good you control it. Are you stable flying? Mm-hmm. Are, are you, you all wobbly oh, flying? Yeah, yeah. Are you how how good do you feel about your own liberation? Depending on how good or bad you fly, you're flying. Mm-hmm. And control in dreams is a big thing people should pay attention to. There's a couple yeah. things in dreams you should really really pay attention to in the control of whatever the vessel you're in, your, whether it's yourself or vehicle, no matter what it is, um, is a big cue in the thought process of how you feel when it comes to your amount of control over a situation. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the third one, is uh, death, right? Yeah. A lot of times people see death in their dreams, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is the omen. You know, I saw my grandma pass away in my dream. She's going to pass away in yeah. real life. Um, you know, well, first of all, I think death is something that is perceived negatively, period. Mm-hmm. You know, our conditioning about death and, oh, my gosh, the end of life, the end of all. Really, death is a rebirth. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a transition, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what death is in, in real life. So in mm-hmm. your dreams, it can it can represent, you know, the ending of something and the start of something new. Mm-hmm. So when you have dreams about, uh, you know, about death, and I think also what I've, I've had quite a few death dreams in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. It didn't like shake me up, mm-hmm. but it was like, wow, okay. All, you know, what is all of this death going on here? Mm-hmm. And when you have death dreams, I think the, other thing that's important to look at in terms of that is who the person is that's dying mm-hmm. in the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it a murder? Is it a homicide? Is it, I'm you know, yeah, yeah, how did they die? All did those you things. Die? Did, yeah, did you die? Mm-hmm. Did you kill someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things are uh, great. Um, you know, how we were just talking about looking at other cues, other yeah. other uh, things that you see in there to kind of get to the nature of your dream. But that's mm-hmm. really just like the generic thing, the ending of something and the start of something yeah. new. Yeah. And then the next uh, most had dream um, is being naked. Yeah. You know, you're, you're in class, everybody's talking, everybody looks at you and they're pointing, like, what, what are they looking at? You look down and you're naked, you're like, oh, my God, I'm naked, right? And you that's one of the most had dreams, whether you're at work naked, you're around people that you should not be naked around naked. You know, it's really a show of your vulnerability in your life, mm-hmm. what you feel vulnerable about, whether it be psychologically, uh, physically, or emotionally. You know, if you're at work and you feel vulnerable uh, about your job or the people in your job, you might have a dream about you being naked around them to kind of exclamate the point of how you feel with clothes on. That makes sense. So if you're in work or you're in class okay. and you okay. feel like this anxiety around people, then you might have a dream of being totally nude around them because that that is the same feeling yeah. you have with clothes on when you're around right. those people. Because your dream, you know, it everything is going to be given to you symbolically, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. But it helps you. Yeah. It helps you wake up and say, oh, well, at least I got clothes on. <laughs> right. Right? And yeah. you're not even worried I think it makes it. real life seem a little less, I don't know, it's like, wow, it's kind of silly, you know, yeah. when you see it from that perspective. Exactly. Like, yeah. And you need that. Yeah. You know, I think all of these symbologies 
of expression of dreams mm-hmm. uh, are for that reason. So when you wake up, you can handle real life a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all really so you can handle real life, not so you can't. Yeah. You know? And the next one is what? Uh, running. Uh, running yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running from something or yeah, being running. chased by something. Running or being chased. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's actually uh, the most had dream. Yeah. By the, by people in the world. So I know this is kind of out of order, but the most had dream by people in the world is running or being chased. And you just have to look at what you're running from, what mm-hmm. you're running to. Yeah. Uh, it's just really showing you more of a literal thing. You know, you need to pay attention to what you're running from because that's how you feel like you're running from it in real life. You know, it's something, a topic, a, a situation. Yeah, something that you're trying to avoid. You know, something you're trying to avoid. Yeah. You will run from that in a dream. Or you will chase things you feel like are getting away from you. Yeah. You know, you see something running and getting away, and you're like, oh, no, come back. And you're running after it. Then you wake up, and you're like, oh, they're right here. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I still got that job. Yeah. Or, oh, this is still happening. Or, oh, maybe I should stop trying to chase that thing. Or, yeah. <laughs> maybe that thing is just not for me. Yeah. Or maybe it's not actually running from me. Mm-hmm. You know, or that too. It's just really estimating your anxiety about the whole situation. You know. Yeah. Okay. Number six, teeth. Really pay attention to teeth. I know you're people like what teeth? Yeah, this is always a weird one. Yeah, I'm but it's true. Teeth symbolizes your confidence and your power. So if you have a dream where your teeth are falling out, it means there's something happening in your awake life that is crushing your confidence. Hmm. You know. You can be around people and you be talking to them. And, you know, your teeth start. You're like, oh my god, my teeth. And you start, or you pull one tooth out. I've had this dream. You probably are looking at me like you haven't had this one. I yet. have no. I've never okay, had that one. it's soon to come. Now that I can remember. Wait, no, well, no, no, I don't no, want I'm not that. Gonna say that. <laughs> but but it happened, and you know, I've had this one when I was in school hmm. a couple times, spitting teeth out. You know, stopping by the sink and spitting teeth out. And I'm like, what? Why are my teeth hmm. coming out? I didn't feel confidence most of the time when I started new school. I changed schools a lot. So I had that dream a couple mm, of times. Yeah. That's how I know that one's real. And there's another one for schools, exams. Uh, number seven is actually Oh, yeah, exams. I like this one. Uh, okay. Our criteria by which we and others generally judge ourselves by. If you have a nightmare where you are not prepared for any kind of exam, it means that you are critically examining yourself in your life, hmm. you're over-examining yourself. Go with or, the flow. Yeah, overly critical, too hard on yourself. You're too hard on yourself sometimes, yeah. you know, hmm. and that is exam. You're, you're taking tests. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Babies and pregnancy. I think this one also kind of, this one really uh, correlates with the death dream as well. It does. Because life and death, I mean, those are two things of the same yeah. nature. And, and, and most times, People who have depth in their dreams have Life. birth yeah. in their dreams or yeah. babies, and they yeah. don't even realize that both of those things are in us. Yeah, yeah, uh, because the baby, you know, it, it symbolizes, some, or or pregnancy mm-hmm. symbolizes the birth of something new. And that, you know, doesn't necessarily, like I said, the same thing with the death dream. It doesn't mean, oh, my goodness, this person is going to have a baby, but it can also symbolize the birth of a new project, of a new idea, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a new way of life, a new mindset, 
mm-hmm. all those things. So birth and pregnancy, just you know, giving giving rise to something new. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you get pregnant in a dream or you have a baby, don't wake up and say, "Oh my God, I'm about to have a baby," right? Or we're gonna have a kid. That's <laughs> that's fish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a theory for that one. That's a theory, a theory for that one, too. If you see fish in your dream, that's when you might have a baby. Uh, that's, okay? Yeah. But that's if you're like seeing a baby, that's an islander thing. That's, an island thing. <laughs> that's not scientific. <laughs> but if you see fish in a dream, you might be having kids. But um, <laughs> if you see an actual, that's, that's, that's real. If you see a baby, though, that just means something new is being birthed into your life, you know? All right, number nine, uh, if you're often late in your dreams, mm-hmm. right, it indicates that you are losing an important opportunity in your real life, which might be very important to you. It could be because of you have a busy uh, schedule, mm-hmm. you know. Really, this one means like, you know, if you lose out on a relationship or you lose out on a great job for a job you already have mm-hmm. or you lose out on going to school because you work a job or mm-hmm. you lose out on a great job because you go to school. Yeah. Right? You feel like, oh man, I don't even, I don't have enough time for it. It's just not the right time. Mm-hmm. You know? So in your dream, you start showing up late to stuff. Mm-hmm. You show you show up, you go to church in your dream and you, everybody's looking at you like, Why are you so late? Yeah. And you're like, What? I'm late And then you change scenes and then you come home and your mom's in there like, Why are you late for dinner? Like, why? I'm late again? Mm-hmm. It's because in your life, you feel like there's just not enough time in the day mm-hmm. to do everything. And your dream is trying to tell you that. Mm-hmm. So you got to pay attention. Yes. And then number 10, uh, back to our vehicles, you know, what we spoke about with Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, with the control that you have over your own life. So just to kind of reiterate that, looking at who's driving the car. Are you driving? Is somebody else driving? When you are driving, are you in control? Did you crash? Are you going too fast? You know, all of, all of these different things uh, just symbolize your control over life, your control over yourself, over your mind. Um, I think really, to me, I don't know, that's always been like my favorite kind of dream, driving. Mm-hmm. Driving and flying have been like my top two favorite dreams that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. I think we... Uh, Gonna go to one more song. Yeah, one more song. Yeah. See if any callers want to call. It's almost that time. And if you're call, if you're listening listening to us on Ponder Books and Radio, use the phone number six four six 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 eight two one eight nine to call in. That number again is six four six 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 eight two one eight nine. Okay, say that slower. Six four six 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 eight two one eight nine. Yeah. Jingle for that or something. We're working on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, we might have to put out a little content. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, if y'all want to come up with a little jingle for us, that's cool. I like that. And yeah, send it in. We'll see. We've got some uh, creative creative uh, folks listening who tune in every week. Yeah. And, you know, we want this show to be all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. I got dreams, dreams. To remember, I got dreams, dreams to remember. I 
Honey, I saw you last night In another man's arm holding you tight Nobody knows what I feel inside All I know, I just walked away and cried I got dreams, dreams to remember Caller, 
uh, who wanted to join us. Uh, Kalika, are you with us? Hello. Uh oh. Kalika. Hello. Are you there? Hey, can you hear us? Hello. Yes. Yes. You are live on air with us. Oh. Yeah, that was that was Kamara first. Um, the topic is about dreams, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that like I have a lot of dreams that have been connecting with um the theme of saving people's lives, like children mm-hmm. or um or elderly people. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's a symbol and it's it's God trying to speak to me through um my dreams and telling me that I'm gonna definitely have like a purpose in life to help other people. Mhm. Um, yeah, and I feel like I feel like it's just a beautiful thing that the brain, like when you're sleeping, everything is shut off, but your brain is still functioning. It I don't yeah. feel like the brain ever sleeps. So you always yeah. gotta be careful what you're listening to, um, because it's it's gonna all go into your subconscious. Yeah, and that affects you. I think uh, that was definitely a great point to make. That was actually something that I was thinking of before, um, you know, we did this show. And I was reflecting on some of our past episodes and talking about, remember we had the episode about music mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the things. I mean, we talked about in all of our episodes, the things that you take in yeah. um, and stuff like that. And um, like she said, paying mm-hmm. a, paying attention to what you're doing because your your brain doesn't ever shut off. Your brain literally records details about everything. Yeah. So uh, the type of music, what you watch on TV, all of that programming mm-hmm. will affect you, you know, not just in real life but also in your dream as well. Um, yeah, Hippocrates. Hippocrates, I think his name is. Hippocrates. Hippocrates. I'm sorry I said it all wrong. <laughs> Hippocrates actually quoted it. It was a great quote. He says, during the day, during the day's wakefulness, the soul receives images, mm. and at night, the soul produces. Yes, them. which is exactly what I said. Yeah. A real life. Yeah, I'm, I'm. No, I'm just saying that's great because I didn't. I didn't have to write things down and say certain things that, uh, you know, I didn't even know you put on there. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, that we take in, mm-hmm. um, information and then our. You know, when we're sleeping, we produce everything from an internal environment. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of going back to what Kalika said, though, uh-huh. um, about feeling like the dreams, have, you know, are presented to her God or that God is giving her certain messages and images. I really like that as well. Yeah. When we Going back to our very first point, um, when we were discussing Freud and his whole interpretation of what dreams and then you went to the Sumerian and what their interpretations of dreams are and uh, being connected to your spiritual guides and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely believe that once you kind of tap into finding your purpose, searching for that, mm-hmm. your dreams will start to reveal those things to you. Yeah, And, yeah. Even, and even Edgar Casey, 
who was the prophet of dreams, said uh, when he was doing a lot of people's readings when he was asleep that it was God himself coming to people, yeah. using dreams to, as a median to talk to people through their dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And, you know, just what, obviously what she was saying, I also wanted to say this. Uh, when you have dreams that you're saving the world or saving a lot of people, they're a very, it's a significant thing to note that uh, they're showing your confidence level and your ability and your belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when you have a strong connection with a higher power, you know, it grows you. Yes. It makes you better. It makes you more confident. It makes you stronger because it, it is a spirit. It does. And it is a very saintly thing to want to help other people. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Very wise choice to make in life. So when you have enough confidence to do so, it is also always great um to do that. I kinda of, before we before we leave, I kinda of want to go over um the tips that Edgar Casey left for all people to analyze their own dreams. Mm-hmm. It's something anybody can do. Uh if you want to better understand your own dreams or if you want to better take control of your dreams. Mm-hmm. These are tips to do. And these are tips from Edgar Casey himself who mastered the art of dreaming. Okay? So everybody, you know, first of all, write down Edgar Casey and go look that up. That's Edgar, E-D-G-A-R, Casey, C-A-Y-C-E. I think that's such a cool way to spell it. Yeah, right? That's what I, you know. Sorry, I was and, and that's right. why I wanted to say it. Because <laughs> people want to put in like K-C-A-S-E-Y. Yeah. But it's C-A-Y-C-E, Edgar Casey. So go look that up, okay? Uh, he wrote, uh, first, first tip, keep a notebook beside your bed. Record your dreams as soon as possible after waking. Yeah. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. It's something I experienced. I I wake up with such vivid dreams, and I say, oh, man, it was amazing. I remember writing, riding a unicorn, and there was a waterfall, <laughs> and there was all this. And I'll write it down later because I'm still a little tired, but I remember it. And then 10 minutes later, I'll be like, what was I dreaming about again? Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, you you dreamed last night? And I'd be like, um, I did, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. No matter how vivid the dream is, if yeah. you, as soon as you wake up, write it down. Yeah, don't I think... Wait. A cool, a really cool thing about that or that I've found for myself in writing them is even if I can't interpret it in that moment, mm-hmm. when I go on, you know, and a few days pass and experience some things, even if it's a month, and I go back and I read it, then I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense now, mm-hmm. you know, or now, now I get what that dream was trying to tell me. I mean, even in today, you know, having a conversation with them today, I was like, wow, this stuff has helped me to process a few of my dreams from this past week. But yeah. I definitely think that's an important one, writing them down. Mm-hmm. That's number one. As yeah. soon as you wake up, don't waste any time. Write them down so you can remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, suggest to yourself every night uh, before you fall asleep that I will remember my dream. Yeah, like a mantra. It's a mantra. Mm-hmm. You know, do your prayers and then say, in God, I will remember my dream, mm-hmm. right? And if you do that every night, you will start to remember your dreams a lot more vivid. 
you know, you you start saying, oh, man, when you wake up, you're like, I remember everything about that dream because you're practically telling yourself now that it's time to remember your dream. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, if you wake during the night, this is the next tip, if you wake up during the night, write down the main symbols in your dream because you're going to be tired. So you're not going to write down the whole dream, but just write down the main symbols um, and the entire dream will usually come back to you when yeah. you wake up in the morning. The average person has about seven dreams per night. A night. Yeah. yeah. Don't remember none of them. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. But you usually have about seven. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're in the, that's usually the time you're in the middle of, of REM sleep, which is the most important uh, or the the deepest sleep and yeah. the most brain activity when you're having dreams. So if you wake up, just write down the symbols. And when you wake up, you'll look at the symbols. You'll say, oh, a clock, a key, mm-hmm. a this, and your dream will slowly start to come back to you, okay? Okay, now, uh, the next one, practice keen observation in your dreams through self-suggestion prior to sleep. We talked about this a little bit earlier. This is called dream incubation. Mm-hmm. Um, incubate your dreams before you go to sleep. Tell yourself, you know what, I want to dream about this. I want to dream about that, um, so this is what I'm gonna dream about. And you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of learn the art, the art of mantra, right? Yes. You gotta kind of learn the art of mantra, and by doing so, you can remember more in your dreams. Mm-hmm. You want to tell them the next one? Yeah. So um, also, it just kind of uh, bounces off the other one mm-hmm. about the observations, but looking for certain key components, right, uh, which we kind of spoke about with Jay as well. Mm-hmm. What is the setting? You know, where are you? What does it feel like in there? What do you see? Who are the people that are there? How do they make you feel? Mm-hmm. How do you feel around them? Mm-hmm. Uh, the action, what is, what's happening? What are the colors of your dream? That's a big one. What are the, uh, what are the most vivid or the most prominent colors? Do you see a lot of reds? Do you see a lot of greens? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the words. What are certain words that resonate with you? I know yeah. sometimes I wake up and I may not remember everything that happened, but there's a certain I'll like remember a very specific line, and I might remember it word for word. Mm-hmm. You know, so those kind of give you clues as to, you know, what you're looking for, what messages you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And the next one, um, work on analyzing your dreams every single day. Yes. You know, yes. otherwise their progression will be difficult to assess. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just go tomorrow, wake up tomorrow and say, oh, last night dream, I remember this, let me write that down. And then the night after that, you don't write it down because you're not going to see the progression from one dream to the next. Yes. And there, you'll start to see this pattern and this flow, which is your life in this realm as well as the next, um, that you will start to piece together a lot better if you do this every single day, you mm-hmm. don't stop and switch it up. Yeah, and I think that it also, because this is something that, you know, that we practice mm-hmm. in terms of talking about, every, you know, every day when you remember it, having that discussion about what the dreams are. I think uh-huh. that also helps you to not just track the uh, the progression of your dreams, but also get better at analyzing them, also get better at controlling your dreams, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah. And the next one uh, on Edgar Casey's list of activities to do mm-hmm. to help you remember and control your dreams 
Um, and we talked about this one earlier already. Um, if your dreams are illogical, there are three reasons possible. Uh, number one, only fragments of the dream have been recalled. Number two, the dream is reflecting something illogical in your life. And number three, there are mental blocks that have erased your recall right. within your mind, mm-hmm. you know. And we talked about that earlier, so you don't have to go over that one too much. Um, the next thing um, is if you are unable to decipher an important dream, suggest to yourself before your next sleep that the dream repeat itself mm-hmm. more clearly. Yes. Yes. The art of suggestion is very, very powerful. powerful. <laughs> you can suggest mm-hmm. a lot of things. You can control your dreams a lot more if you suggest things into your dream mm-hmm. beforehand. You know, you say I want I want to eat red apples or green apples, mm-hmm. and you go to sleep, and all of a sudden you're in a pill in a in a field full of green apples mm-hmm. because you suggested it be that way. But you have to do this before you go to sleep. You know, before you go to sleep, do a mantra, say certain words over and over again, draw a picture of it. Yeah. You know. So suggest that your next dream will help you to receive whatever that message was yes. a little bit more clearly. And you shall receive it a little more clearly. Um, nightmares, which bring with them an inability to move or cry out, usually indicate the wrong diet. To end the nightmarish dreams, change the diet. Yes. This really... And that, that really the master of dreams. Yeah, but that... Definitely relate relate back to the talk about the pineal gland as well because your food, uh, I mean, not even just your food, but your body products, you know, the chemicals you use, the clean stuff, all of that will affect your your pineal gland, your mind state, which contributes to those nightmarish dreams because, as we said, your dreams are a reflection of your internal environment. If you've got toxic thoughts, toxic uh food, yeah. whatever it is. Relationship. Yeah. It's trying to get you to upgrade yourself yeah. to become a better person yeah. with each dream. And that's why it's good to um, remember each and every dream and keep recording them, keep recording them, because you can see your progression. You can, Because mm-hmm. what you'll do is after you have a dream and it's, it's, not, it's not a dream that feels right, you'll start changing things in your yeah. life in order to have better dreams. Yeah. And once you start doing that, your dream world will correct itself and you can take a better control of your dream mm-hmm. world. And that relates directly to the last one statement that Edgar Casey said is dreams that are unchanged through the years usually indicate the dreamer's resistance to change. That makes a lot of sense. So if you refuse to change your lifestyle, mm-hmm. your dreams and your life will refuse to change for you as yeah. well. I mean, I I think that's like the same concept with life, you know, until you learn a certain lesson, the lesson will continue to repeat itself. Yep. So it's the same thing with your dream. It's like, okay, you still didn't get it yet? Okay, I'm going to give you the message again. Mm-hmm. Okay, you still ain't got it? All right, let me give it to you one more time. You get to a different you know? You switch it up. Yeah. Maybe you get it like this. Yeah. Because really it's your soul trying to save itself from pain. Yeah. It's really, it's really trying to get you to better yourself so that your situations, your relationships, your everything is flow a little better. Yeah. You know, you get rid of certain thoughts. You get rid of certain things you eat. Yeah. Certain substances. Certain people you're around. So that you can live a better, prosperous, more flowing life. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, 
think that's about it for that's episode it. eight. Yes. Another episode now? Yep. Another uh, hundred more to go? Another million more to go? Another million more. <laughs> I like it. Same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to episode eight of Inner, Inner Thought, Thought Radio. Radio with your host, Woman of the Womb, and, and the Fall Back Up. Yes, we will be back here, same place, same time next Tuesday at eight. Yep. Uh, and again, thank you all so much for tuning in. And that's all we've got. Much love to you all, and have a wonderful night, wonderful dreams. Yeah, have great them. dreams and remember your dreams. Yes. Oh, yeah, and if you're on uh, on Twitter, if you follow us on Twitter at Empath Introvert, then you can use the hashtag MyDreamLastNight, yeah. and we will retweet it and discuss it on Twitter. That hashtag, again, is hashtag MyDreamLastNight. Yeah, we didn't have time to talk about some of those, but we had yeah, some we had really some cool ones on yeah. there already, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry about that. But, um, yeah, I forgot about that. So everybody who used that hashtag this week will get you next week. We will, we will bring that up no matter yeah. what the topic is. Yeah. We'll get a couple of those. I love doing those. They're really fun. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that's all we've got. Me. Alcohol that my pop swallow bottle me. No apology, I walk with a bold on my shoulder. It's the Cold War, I'm a colder soldier. Hold the same fight that made Martin Luther the king. I ain't using it for the right thing. In between lean and the fiends, hustle and the schemes. I put together pieces of a dream. I still have one.
Episode 8 of Inner Thought Radio. Make sure to visit ponderbooksandradio.com to listen to all archived shows. And make sure you go and get a copy of Introverts Explained and the Woman of the Womb book series. Yes, available for, why am I tripping over my words? Uh, Available for free order. (laughs) Right now. <laughs> On ponderbooksandradio.com. Thanks yes. for listening tonight. Good night and much love. Much love to you all. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.